We are on a mission. A mission to save and revitalize independent pharmacy. On the Catalyst Pharmacy Podcast, you'll get actionable business advice. Hear stories from industry leaders. And share a laugh or two with us. Fuel your passion for pharmacy. One conversation at a time. Hello, Hannah, Hannah, and yes. Hannah. Yes, you've is got that, a Is that really issue. that fun? Is that that really that's just that easy? It's it's it the dynamic duo, yes. Hannah and Tana. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and everyone calls me Hannah, so there we go. Everybody calls you Hannah. <laughs> yes, Hannah, Tanya, Tanya, Tana, all the things. <laughs> so is is Tana short for some for something else or? Nope. No. Tana. Just Tana rhymes with banana. Hannah rhymes with banana. Well, I remember that was like Hannah banana. Mm-hmm. So, right. so well, t- yeah, exactly. Hannah so, banana, Tana banana. I'm banana wafer, Tana kafer. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, my husband has a, a cousin that, I mean, I've known her since she was an infant and she was always our little Hannah banana. And now she's like 22 and I'm just like, you're not supposed to be dressing like that. <laughs> Come on, you're my little Hannah banana. Yeah. I watched your first steps. This is not, no. <laughs> no. So y'all did a show me. I, I guess that's how we're pulling you guys mm-hmm. together. Y'all, y'all yes. did, um, now not every episode, right? Um, y- y'all did some episodes together. Is that correct? Correct. Yeah. And, and so how did, um, how did that coming together happen? How did they choose you to, um, to do that? a good question. <laughs> they probably wish they didn't. Oh, no. no. I thought we you were good. We had a great time. That's not true at all. <laughs> yeah. No, we were, um, from an NCPA standpoint, we were looking for rock stars in the immunization space. And so we were trying to find individuals that were doing really successful things with their immunization business. And Tana and Meredy from Brimo were kind of one of those that rose to the top for us. And so when we went out to the shoot, we, you know, got to work together and have them coach the select pharmacies that they worked with. And that's kind of how it all came together. So you didn't really know Tana before? Not me personally, but my colleague, John Beckner, um, who I think you're familiar with, uh, Mm -hmm. knew Tana and has worked closely with Tana in the past. Tana and Tana, it just seems like y'all should have been best friends for years, right? Uh, Yeah. (laughs) Obviously, we were we were instant friends. Yeah, it was. Yeah, so so if connection. have we continued a friendship since the show? Is that this oh gonna, absolutely? This, well, yeah, it's this it's going to be a thing. Started like they they've got great chemistry. Like and Let's they're already bouncing and giggling together. So yeah, <laughs> oh, it, it makes sense. Question of the morning: What's your favorite, more classical? This can't be current. Current pump me up song. Like maybe he's not, when he says classical, he's not mo- actually like, is it I'm Beethoven not, or Bach? I'm not talking Beethoven. I'm just talking not, not <laughs> in the year 2020 plus. So what, what would be, what would be your favorite pump me up song? 80s, oh. 90s, I think is what 80s, he's looking 90s, for. 80s, 90s, 2000. I love 90s rap music. So okay. um, Juicy <laughs> by combat. Biggie is my, is my nice. pump me up song. That's such a good one. That's such a good one. <laughs> It's a fun fact. I like all the rap songs. I like all the rap songs. And what is yeah. yours? Yeah, no. I, what I'm what just, is yours? Just noting the dance. Because you, I, you have no. an What is what is your pump me up song? I don't know. See, that, I like all kinds of songs. That's what I was trying to figure out this morning. I was trying to think about what's a 
what would be the go-to pump me up song. I really like Jukebox Hero. Okay. Nice. Okay. Standing That's a good in one. The rain. Yes. Lincoln Park, bleed it out. All day. Ooh. Nice. Um I probably would go with Bruce Bruce Springsteen's 10th Avenue Freeze Out. That's oh, nice. just a okay. good rock one. Nice. So big big Bruce Springsteen fan. <laughs> nice. All right. So tell us a little bit. Um let's talk a little bit about the show. Yeah. What is the uh, takeaways from that experience? I'll let Tana go first on that one. All right, Tana. Yeah, so they were two totally different experiences. Um, the first pharmacy we went into, they were really trying to jumpstart their immunization program. So it was very different. How do you start giving them, helping them have the confidence to to expand their program? And then the second pharmacy we went to, they already had a really um, big immunization program, very busy pharmacy. And so it was more about efficiency right. and helping them streamline things so that they could work more immunizations into their workflow. So everybody, both parties were, I, I knew Steven Anderson, the second episode we did prior to that. So it was fun to kind of work with him and see his pharmacy. Um, the first episode we didn't, we didn't know them, so it's fun to get to, get to know them, and we've stayed in touch since the episode and and helped them with questions. So it it was a lot, a lot of fun, a lot of fun. What is what is your background, Tana? Like, where did you start out? How did you get into NCPA? Gosh, so my interest entrance into pharmacy happened. Uh, my dad was an independent pharmacist in our Ooh. hometown, so I've been in pharmacy my entire life. Um, went to pharmacy school at VCU and have always been very involved and interested in independent practice um, specifically and then community-based practice. How do okay. we grow this? Um, so yeah, that's um, I did a residency um, in community-based practice at Brimo in Richmond, Virginia, and then I've stayed on with them ever since, and I'm their director of clinical services. And how I got involved with NCPA is, well, they are um, they help independent pharmacies um, do all the fun, cool things, and mm -hmm. also very close friends with John Beckner. Um, and so he kind of told me all the benefits of of being an NCPA. And so our pharmacy, I mean, it, it's a perfect match. Um, it was it was a no brainer. Are you in CPSN? I am. I I was the lead network facilitator for Virginia for a while. Now I am a luminary, and I sit on the board for Virginia um, with CPSN. So yes. And um, Hannah, what about you? Your background, how did you get in and started with NCPA? Yeah, so I am also a pharmacist by training. I went to the University of Toledo. I'm an Ohio girl. While I was there, I got really involved in student organizations and kind of realized more of my passion was in this administrative community outreach type of role and mm -hmm. started to cling on to association management as a career path for myself. So okay. after school, I did an executive fellowship with the Pharmacy Quality Alliance, PQA, yep. and stayed on board with them for um, another year and a half or so after that fellowship. And then around... Um, Around that time point, I was looking for a transition and a change. And one of my good friends and classmates, actually, Kevin Day, who owns his own pharmacy now in the Dayton area. Yeah, he's so good. I just yeah. saw him at um, multi-location last yeah. week with his with his wife. And his big smile that he always has. Oh, such, a, such a good friend. All right, keep going. Um, but yeah, so he was looking to go back to Ohio to take over for his dad. Yep. And so mm -hmm. I literally called him up and said, okay, so you're leaving. That's really depressing and sad that you're can not going to be in this area anymore. But can I have your job? <laughs> That's pretty good. Sorry to see you go. Can I have your spot? 
Okay. You're not going to eat that, are you? (laughs) Yeah. Literally said, let's go get a beer. And a month later, I joined joined NCPA. So I'm coming up on my five-year anniversary with the company now. Wow. And working with Kurt Proctor and our innovation center doing all the cool, fun things that NCPA does for pharmacists. Okay, so five years. That's right. You probably were there the last year that Lois was there. Who's like one of my... Oh, yes. So did she, did she, did she get you with, with the, the birthday? birthday? <laughs> oh, absolutely. Day one. <laughs> Day one. You were initiated. I was. It's awesome. I was. It was hysterical. I got to do that when I get old and get away, can get away with it. <laughs> I, I mean, yeah. just start now with any new employee. <laughs> yeah, just start with any new employee. <laughs> I don't, I. Yeah, you need to get a little, yeah. I don't, I don't think you can quite pull it off like Lois did. I was like, we need to like I'm pull curious, together. I'm curious, what are y'all talking about? What, is, what, is, what did okay, Lois so do? Lois, who's like um, one of like, she's like OG and CPA to me. Okay. Um, just is the sweetest, sweetest woman you will ever meet and just a trickster. She's a fox. She's a fox. And we had um, Doug Hoey on the podcast Um when we first started this and um, we talked about Lois and I was like, has she actually retired yet? Because she said she was like for five years. It was, I'm retired. This is my last year. And then we'd see her and it's like, I thought you were retiring. She goes, no, no, no. This is my last year. This is my last year. And I was, and uh, I, I asked Doug, I'm like, what is your favorite Lois Well, first story? of all, he said, She's had like three retirement parties and, and he's given one, at least three speeches. Yeah. <laughs> but go ahead. And I'm like, okay, well, what is your favorite Lois story? And, and, uh, he, cause mine was, it was like her parting gift of wisdom to me. It was like, this is my official last year. And she goes, we've hired a new lady. And I told her it was my birthday. And she goes, it's what I do to every new person that starts is I tell them it's my birthday. And Doug said, yes, she did pull that on me. And he was like, oh, I like I'm take-. that. He, and so he told someone, yeah, I'm taking Lois out for her birthday for lunch today. And they're like, her birthday's in yeah. The, the, like I took her out for a birthday last month. And I was like, does anybody know when Lois's her birthday, actual birthday is? is? So yeah, that that was kind of Lois's parting gift to me on the at the last NCPA annual that I saw her at. And she goes, no, 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 this is it. This is my last. And she goes, and here's my little trick of wisdom to you. And I'm just like, oh, sneaky, sneaky. I like it. So yeah, mm-hmm. I'm I'm with Jeff. Like I'm I'll get older. And I'm gonna figure out something like you're gonna have gonna, a thing. That's gonna be my trick. It's my birthday. Oh, welcome! Today's my birthday. Let's go. You heard Hannah said, "Start now. Why not just start <laughs> yeah. now?" Exactly. Why plan for the future? I like that. Exactly. That, that activism. That, but yeah. NCPA needs that. Yes. Start now. She was a, a very, very like spicy in a fun way character. Yep. Oh yeah, Lois is the the best. She did a lot of our like meeting sponsorship type mm-hmm. um, activities for our convention. Um, and then, fun fact: she's got two, three nephews in the NFL. Um, okay, yeah, that's Just that's on. probably some type of Guinness record there to have that many relatives. And <laughs> that's crazy. Yeah, the Diggs family. So Stefan and oh, um, I'm gonna totally blank on the other names now. So huh. probably cut this part out. Sorry, <laughs> <laughs> Mark will know. My my husband will know. He's a big. Football and like I'll ask him questions and he's just like no no not at all and I'm just like see this is what it's like watching TV when I'm trying to watch something and you ask stupid questions and I give you the same response so yeah she has a great memory and big on revenge so just oh, <laughs> I would.
would say I'm more crafty. Crafty. On yeah. my revenge. Crafty in her revenge. <laughs> very structured. Very, very structured and formal. You know, great. All right. So, so we've done some of these episodes. We're going to do another episode. Are you two going to do another one? Not for the time being. We okay. just wrapped up all five episodes that we planned. And the next one or the last one is about to be released tomorrow. Actually. That was vaccines. That's okay. Nicolette and um, Tim Mitchell. And Tim, Tim Mitchell. Mitchell. Yeah. I was like, they were like, I saw the previews for that. Like, I can't imagine when Nicolette was like, uh, you're going to go to Tim Mitchell's store and talk to him about marketing. He's <laughs> like, oh, okay. But he said he, he said he learned a lot. And it, and that's when you always take, you know, Tim is really, really good at the whole local thing, right? Oh, yeah. Relationships absolutely. and school and, and, you know, which is which is a lot of marketing, right? Yeah. Just I networking. Mean, he and, was super innovative. I mean, in the way he handled the pandemic vaccines, just – Going, okay, we've got all these vaccines. Let's go do a vaccine in the church parking lot. And just like mm-hmm. he put that out on social media and then there was like just lines of cars and he vaccinated a lot of people. So, I mean, kudos to to him. I mean, that was definitely a really great play on y'all's part to get him on there and talking about vaccines. So so the episode yeah. that's coming out, it's coming out tomorrow? Yes. Okay, and that's on marketing, right? Correct. Yep. And, and so if people wanted to watch that episode or catch it, they are, is, is it on YouTube? Is it Spotify? Like, is, or is it just everywhere? <laughs> um, it's on our website and on our YouTube channel at NCPA vids. Okay. The, like at MCPA. hashtag or whatever it is. <laughs> so, so are we going to do another NCPA one? It's fun. Um, interesting thing I saw um, just the other day is, as we all start thinking about marketing and, um, you know, if you look at the last five years, content's been king, right? You mm-hmm. you create a lot of content. And, and now that AI is going to be creating a lot, uh, it's easier to make content, easier to get started, et cetera. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think there's going to be an explosion of content, written content. So so yeah. priorities are probably going to go to video. You, you know, the things that, that Google will tune in to probably look more to is video content, uh, interactive content, surveys, things like that. Um, so I think it's really cool NCPA doing the videos. I think the little video show, you know, we had talked once about doing kind of a, a fix up show, with, um, with Doug Howie. Um, and he, he acts like he's camera shy. He's not camera shy. He's not camera he's shy. Not. So what's no. next? Yeah. So we're looking to do more episodes of this. This was our vaccine episodes, uh, series, if you will, but we're looking to kind of use this model to talk about you know, any type of practice transformation that needs to happen. So we might do a series on like adherence and med sync mm-hmm. or other types of issues around, um, you know, just general chronic disease management, basically mm-hmm. anything that can be shown and interacted with, but taking pharmacies from where they are now in this dispensing only kind of model and really showing them how to implement these services and what it takes to, to really go beyond and expand and, mm-hmm. and, be profitable while taking care of their patients. So are when you're picking your guests, are you being very, are you picking like, are you going based off of, Hey, this is the topic I want to talk about. Are you just like picking content or are you just picking people? It's a combination of all three actually. So the initial, um, the initial episodes, we put out a call to say like, Hey, we're looking to do this series on improving vaccination programs or starting vaccination programs who wants help? Like what, and what do you want help with? 
And so we put out this kind of application or the survey and basically said, like, select all the things that we think you might need help with. And we gave them options like marketing, but starting a program, ordering, um, you know, finding patients, all of those things, and then kind of looked through who applied and reached out and talked to them and figured out kind of more what they they wanted and what they were looking to get out of it. And then as we kind of got that information, we started to think about who we wanted to pair them with as a coach. So mm. Tana and Meredy were really great because they they had the pharmacist technician duo and they were really helpful to be able to say, here are these cool things that I do as a pharmacist, but also here are the things that I do as a technician and how we can bring that all together. And then, you know, Nicolette, coming up with a marketing episode mm -hmm. and all of her wisdom that she could share. Even someone like a Tim Mitchell, who's doing amazing and great things was still able to learn a lot. Yep. And you'll see that he really taps into his, his younger staff to get some of that training too. They need to do a pharmacy's kitchen on compounding. <laughs> Bam. <Yeah. Right>. <laughs> <laughs> so I think oh, with, man. I think with, with marketing, helping pharmacies market, You've got to break down some of our terminology to them and like, you know, talking to the patient. So talking to a patient, why should they get vaccinated for COVID or flu? I mean, it's really patient. Yeah, it's, it's really patient specific. What in getting to know what what why don't you want to get vaccinated? What are your fears? What concerns mm -hmm. do you have that we can talk about? So, you know, obviously there is a lot of mis and disinformation out there. So really tapping into where are they getting their, their information and how can we kind of guide them down the right paths to get correct information and then mm -hmm. help them make the best decision for them and their families. And I don't think that's one single thing you say. I think it's, very patient specific when you're in that interaction and, and who they are and what they believe. All right, Tana. So let, let's build a rock. Let, let's build our house. Okay. So I'm out of control. My pharmacy, I feel out of control. What should I start with? What's the rock? first step? Give me my foundation. What's my first thing? Go to this first. So I feel like um, the medication synchronization program really okay. um, got us on a better workflow. And we've been doing this now for 12 plus years. And we just doubled wow. our sync patients um, in November of this year. So, um, you know, it's everything is. And then those patients are your captive patients, right? Because they get all their medications from your pharmacy. Yep. So then you target them for what other services can I help you with? Specifically immunizations. That's kind of easy, right? You can do that by age. You can do that by medication, disease state, you know, those types of things. But then what, what else are we missing? Um, are these mostly geriatric patients? How can we make sure they're safe in their home? What things can we carry in our stores? And then what we do at Brimo, so we have a resident, a community based residency program and our resident is tasked every year with like a quarterly project to focus with our sync patients. So what are we going to focus on? Okay. Um, we realized this year that we actually, don't know how many of our patients smoke like we've never asked that question yeah it's there's on one of those it's not in the not uh, in our the pharmacy system is a straight yeah. checklist you have to do a yeah. a, a, a you'd have to put it in as a as a medication as a not as a medical condition medical condition yeah. Yeah. right exactly and so so we you know that was one of our quarterly initiatives so my point is start with your sink 
patience, build that business so that your, your workflow is good and allows you to do some more of those clinical things um, because you're talking to those patients every month. So when you call them and say, Hey, what meds have changed? Have you been to the hospital? Mm -hmm. Um, You know, have you had any doctor's visits? This month, I want, we're going to focus on, or this quarter, we're going to focus on blood pressure goals. Do you happen to know what your blood pressure is? Do you happen to know what your yep. goals are? And so every quarter, we do something different. We do it quarterly because month changing something monthly, we found, is just too, too intense. Mm-hmm. Um, so quarterly initiatives, and then the residents kind of um, part of their project is to evaluate that. How many patients did we touch? How many people knew their goals. How many immunizations did we give based on this e-care plan? Mm -hmm. Um, My resident this year, it's actually her her project she'll be presenting at APHA, is um, e-care plans for immunizations specifically and how that um, increased based off of um, screening them and then bringing them into the pharmacy to administer the immunizations. All right. So so step one, we need a a medicine program. What percentage percentage do you think you would Say, hey, so so one thing, first thing, get MedSync patients to about what percent of your base? So I, I'm trying to think of our goal sheet now. I want to say ours is like 80 to 90 percent. Oh, wow. Um, we have a high percentage of sync patients. Like that's, a, that's, that's what huh. we do. We take care chronically of patients. Um, and so we want to be I there go to chronic care. Um, we, we actually at Brimo don't do a lot of acute care. I mean, obviously when they get sick, you know, we're going to deal with that. But a lot of times, um, if we're closed, you know, they'll, they'll go somewhere else for acute meds. Um, we're really taking care chronically of the patient. So that's all of our business models, our goals, everything are based on chronic care of the patient more so than acute. So it sounds like a great transformation for show me is really taking some (laughs) group. We talked about this actually, when we were at one of the pharmacies, like, wow, they, they really need to, to maybe have a sync program or a more robust sync program. And then they would have better ways to target patients for more of the clinical programs. Yeah. And, and maybe taking somebody, Hey guys, we want you to be on the show. You got to say, you got to be dedicated to getting at least experts, at least 40% on sync. Right. So we're going to mm-hmm. come in, we're going to get you started. We're going to get going. That's what the show is going to be about. But then you got to keep going. You're going to tell us you're going to keep going to 40 percent. And then we're going to come back and we're going to do a redeal on what's different. Right. right. Mm-hmm. We're going to have video of the phone ringing. Right. Phone used to ring. You know, we're going to take a this is how many times the phone rang in the day before sync. This is how many times the phone rings now. Oh, yeah. yeah right. It just, it just, just blows just my like creating, mind. Yeah, People, so you're, you're not doing sync. Card. Get rid uh, of your rotary phone and get with the program. Now. I just can't even imagine it now. Like even thinking about our delivery program, how were we going to these patients' homes like five and six times a this month? Is crazy. Like, oh my gosh. I, I just it blows my mind. And and I will tell you that for us to implement this in our pharmacy years and years ago was painful. It was painful. Now I feel like it's more the norm. There's more tools available, but I can tell you that our staff was not used to this. They were like, what are these paper charts? We don't have paper charts anymore, but we Thank started you. with paper charts. Um, it, it was a mess. And people left because they're like, I don't, I don't like this program. You know, it was a big transformation for our pharmacy for the better. We realized you have to have the right people. And when you have the right people, great things can happen. And so that was part of our transformation um, was getting, getting the right people on our team. And then it exploded from there. All right, so I, I see this big foundation dropping. Bam, this video, MedSync, right? What's next? All right, so I got the MedSync thing going. What's the next thing? So immunizations, you know, obviously very um, involved with that, have been since 
um, you know, we started immunizing in Virginia, really, back in 1997. Um, so I remember when my dad ordered his first vial of flu vaccine, like literally we ordered like five vials for a season, which cracks me up. You know, I mean, I could do five vials in 20 minutes wow. now. Um, but that was back when we were first starting. And so um, really, really growing that because we know that is a lucrative business. We know there are, that adult immunization rates are down um, even before the pandemic. And so it's important to, you know, when you've got those patients there, can you maximize their health and wellness? So mm -hmm. um, that's a big part of what we focus on too is health and wellness. So obviously immunizations fall into that. So okay. I think that's um, a good next step. All right, immunizations. What's next? Um, disease state management. So your sync patients, um, can you, are, is there a way for you to um, divvy them up and how can you help them and what services can you offer? Um, you know, maybe, maybe some complimentary services um, that bring them in the door and then kind of build on those. Um, so we do clinical um, initiatives like blood pressure, osteoporosis, cholesterol, um, and diabetes screenings um, that are part of our program. And then when we get them in the door, when we get them thinking about chronic disease a little differently than other, um, than other things we can offer them, you know, diabetic socks, shoes, mm -hmm. um, and, and other clinical programs that we offer. Yeah, I can. Uh, and then kind of the next thing is you think about disease states, you kind of think about who you're working with in town. And, and, and another yeah. kind of show me I think I could see is this whole Getting you out creating, of the pharmacy. Getting you out of the pharmacy. Right. Creating relationships so, with you know, taking them, coming out facilities. with a strategy of, mm -hmm. hey, we're going to come and these are the places we're going to visit. We're going to go visit public. You know, try to do some video with them uh, really saying, hey, your outreach. If you're not, Ooh, you're, if you're a community pharmacy a and you're not in the community. I'm putting Eric Larson on their plate because, like, he, we were there for a really cool success story about um, the COVID vaccines. We were there when he got the call from the state because the big box chains were not getting it done. <laughs> and so the state, the state health called Eric Larson and said, we've got COVID vaccines. Can you get them dished yeah, out Public today? health had a deal yeah. and, and that's who they turned to because they had the relationships. And that's what I think it'd be fun to do a show that's helping people learn how to build those relationships. And, and yeah. you could see even, uh, you know, if you could get some local people engaged, like public health engaged and where you could come in and video that as well. Cause I think it'd be a good sales pitch to tell public health, Hey, we're filming this thing to help pharmacists learn how to work better with their public health department. Right. And I think they'd be Absolutely. in on that. I think they'd be in with. Well, NCPA did, did something similar with that, with NACHO and mm -hmm. working, um, really? getting STI testing in community-based pharmacies. And, uh, we, Brimo actually got a grant with our local health department. Yep. And now how do you grow that relationship? You're exactly right. How do they, they some, you, they don't know what they don't know. They don't know how pharmacists, what we do really, and how they can send patients to us. So absolutely. Marketing is another big step that that would be my next well that that might be the bottom layer of that. like who who do you have going out and engaging your community because you can do great things and we as pharmacists talk about ourselves all the time and how great we are but do other people know mm -hmm. and really having that expertise we're we're not very good at that yeah it's that pharmacy echo chamber that we're yes. always talking to ourselves and never talking to others but, <laughs> right. but there's a, there's a coaching there too because <clears throat> pharmacists feel like I've got to come up with my speech, 
right? I got to go in and I got to go, well, you know, I'm a this and I'm a that and I'm a this and I'm a that. And really teaching them about being consultative and really just going in and saying, hey, I'm the local pharmacist down here and I was just checking in to see what you need help with. Exactly. And stop. That's all you got to do. And then you stop and you listen. It's very different in a more urban area than in some of the rural areas. So it's a different conversation. Um, I feel like that in Richmond because I I grew up in a very small town. So it's easy to know who all the providers were. Um, But now my pharmacy is in Richmond and we deal with providers all over. So really being intent and like, who are you going to market to? Um, And so it's, I think it's very, it's a different, totally different approach. Yeah. And that's Um, more, a little bit of data mining, figuring out where your patients are growing from, from, figure out why, you know, we seem to be getting a lot of patients from blank. Why are we getting them? How can I, you know, pump that up? Yeah. I think we talk about you know, marketing from like the patient standpoint, how do we get more patients into our store? How do we get their business? But we haven't done as great of a job of that, like business to business marketing of here's how to doctor detail. Here's how to create these relationships with your religious entities in the areas or your other small businesses that are literally across the street. They have employees that they want to take care of. They have patrons that they could recommend. So I think it's like that combination of not only trying to service your patients and market in that vein, but also how do you market to the small businesses and the other employers in your area too. Super cool. Kind of jealous. Y'all had, look like having a lot of fun. Oh, um, it's been so fun to do yeah, that. So, it, it really has. So outside of work. What's, what, what's the hobbies? What do we do for fun? Oh, man, I'm going to sound like a complete nerd, but um, my husband and I and our group of friends, we love playing board games, and we've been on this, like, whole kick this uh, this winter, this new game, basically a sequel to one has come out, and it's just this, like, crazy, like, fantasy monster puzzle like, game. It's called Frost Haven. Um, okay. Frost Haven. It, it makes me sound like such a nerd, but it's been so fun. It's no, like, I, I love playing games with my kids. There's Although there's one game we cannot play anymore because our daughter just annihilates us, but it is so freaking fun. It's called Blitz. And it's, it's really freaking crazy. It's, it's a combination of like, if you've ever played uh skipbo or war and yeah. cards are just flying everywhere at a rapid she pace. She had really fast hand-eye coordination. Yeah. Like we, I we remember growing up playing the Atari, you know, m- my friend and I would play, be playing missile command and we we're like really good. And we'd always like, let's give it to my dad and laugh at him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's equivalent to what she's just like, and we, so you, ha- like, you start out play. with like ten cards, and we've even tried to go. No, 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 no. You have to do fifteen. You have to do less, more cards. You yeah, have to you do have to- more, and we will do ten, but you have to do fifteen. And she still murders us. Yeah, we do. We do. Uh, we do. A, hey, it's time to put on the brakes, and we'd like kick her yeah. chair, push her chair back, and <laughs> that. Nope. She just annihilates. Yeah, so then she'll oh. stand up, and she's just like cards are flying everywhere. So it's crazy. So somebody plays fun. her. Yeah, she's and too then- good at it. any animals. Dogs, yes. cats. I have a dog. His name is Soto. He was named after Juan Soto, the baseball player, because we had okay. season tickets to the Nationals when we were living in D.C., and that was the year they won the World Series, and we sat right behind left field, and he became kind of our player. So nice. when we adopted so I'm gonna our name dog, a dog, we after named him after nice. him. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Look, maybe, if he'd have have... Been, maybe if he had lost, you'd have been like, oh, I'm going to name my dog after that. <laughs> Yeah. What kind of dog? 
Uh, he is a Saluki mix. We actually rescued him from Oman. Um, okay. He's called a he's like a wadi dog is what they call it. But like in Oman, they treat all dogs as like street dogs as basically vermin and, you know, mm. kind of kill them on site. So this organization that we got connected through in Virginia brought a whole bunch of dogs over from Oman and we, uh, we were able to rescue him. So he looks like a little fox. He's you know, only about 35, 40 pounds at most. And okay. literally is like orange in color and has kind of the white markings. And um, it's really interesting. But he's so sweet. He just loves to snuggle and play. And he's got like the biggest puppy play pose. Um, you know, when dogs like get down on their front paws and yes. have their butts up in the air. His is like to the extreme. Like, I don't know how he does it, but... He's this like long and lanky, kind of greyhoundy, but fluffy. I don't even know how to describe it, other than he looks like a fox, and he's so sweet, and we love him. <laughs> and and, and what- Tana, what you said you've got two cats? Yes, have two cats. So we like to travel a lot. Okay. Um, anytime my son has days off from school, we're always long weekends somewhere. Um, so cats are much easier to leave um, yes, and have are. someone to come feed them. They're indoor outdoor cats. Um, mm-hmm. Cooper, Jake, and Carlos Cucumber, all Southern animals, should have two names. Very important. Interesting. Um, But I also grew up with, I mean, we had a Vietnamese potbelly pig, a ferret. We had donkeys. We had dogs. So I love all animals. Were y'all in the country? We had two donkeys, Mary and Joseph. Interesting. Okay. Perfect. Yeah, so I I wish I could have more animals, but it doesn't fall into the the traveling right now um, with having to board and all of that. So our cats are pretty self sufficient. Um, so I love them. What kind of traveling? Wherever. Um, I like to travel to warm weather. I okay. do not like being cold. Um, I grew up ten minutes from a ski resort. I've actually never been skiing in my entire water ski or sorry snow skiing in my yep. entire life. I've been okay. water skiing. Um, so yeah, we like to go to the Gulf coast of Florida. That's a nice long weekend, direct flight from Richmond. So it's, it's a nice getaway. The water's okay. warm, the weather's warm. So. Were you at NCPA multi? I wouldn't, I was not, I could not go to that, but I wish clear water. It was so yeah. nice. Yes. Yeah. Clear water is so nice. Yes. Although we I usually think I'm go to like to keep Treasure secret, Island, but... Madeira beach. So right, right, right there. I'm going to ask indoor, outdoor cats. So do they have the little door that only, lo- only opens for them? So, yes, in our into our garage, like yep. not into our actual house, but they have a chip. Each of our cats have a chip, and so okay. it's programmed with the door, and they can come into the garage. They yep. never use that, with the exception of when we're on when we're gone, because we keep them out. So they'll mm-hmm. come in and eat in the garage, but otherwise, no. I'm a cat butler. I let them in all day, every day. <laughs> yes, I, I in have and out, a, in and out. I have an outdoor cat also, and we put the cat door in, but we didn't put the actual cover on it was just like okay figure it out and then we actually activated the piece where it was like okay now you have to put your neck in there and then she hears the latch and then she jumps through in and out all day long yes they just go into our garage so yeah Yeah. Um, and the cat that's more motivated by food he does it a lot more than the other one the other one just gets mad and and leaves for the week and then comes back (laughs) you know goes to our neighbor's house gets food yeah yeah so we actually have a dog with a dog door and an automatic oh, nice. fe- and an automatic feeder, an automatic waterer. So one night we can leave him and he's fine. It it just does right on the time. He's in and out fine. Um, that is nice. We lock the the area he's in and out of. We lock it off 
with to, the, kitty to, gate. The, to the bedroom. Yeah. And then if where he's gone more than that, this have a sitter comes by and spends 30 minutes with him and make sure he hasn't been carried away by hawks or something. I don't, I don't know why that way he'd been carried off. He's been carried off. Why do we want to find out till we get back home? But my wife and I both, I travel, travel a lot together, a lot separate. Um, so. So what kind of dog do you have? He's a papillon. Um, oh, that explains the getting carried away by hawks. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. But he's a bigger, this one, my last one was smaller. He's a bigger, I think he'd give them a little bit of a really? run for their money. Because huh? I think I think Jay's kind of small compared to other papillons I've seen. No, no, uh, no. You haven't then seen a lot of papillons. Okay. No, or I've just seen. <laughs> he's a, a lot bigger. Of... He's more. He's more athletic. He's athletic. He he thinks he's, he's pretty. He's pretty and he knows he it. Runs. Yep. Lets his hair kind of flow. Love it. You know, he just. Yep. He's very. Uh, oh, he's the awesome. jock. Okay, so if anybody wants to, what, what's what, what what's the marketing pitch for for your show? We're talking marketing. We're talking um, entertainment. For so the show me. What's what the is, pitch what's for people the, who haven't seen the What show is me? the marketing Why pitch? Why is it so to watch this? Well, because this is a fun, entertaining, and educational video series where even if you've been doing this for years, you can still pick up on tidbits and tips that are going to improve your business, whether okay. it's... Um, you know, implementing a new service. We have one of our episodes focused on travel vaccines. So I know a good portion of our members are not actually involved in providing travel vaccines. So that entire episode is just incredible. Beverly Schaefer um, out in Washington, Seattle, Washington area comes to Bridgeport, Connecticut to teach um, Lax Petty at Bridgeport Pharmacy how to implement a travel vaccine program. Um, the episodes that Tana has done, both with our pharmacists in Philadelphia and then with um, our pharmacists in South Boston, those are just like good efficiency tips. And um, I love, Tana, your tips on your little like cart that you bring to your offsite clinics. Like that segment is just like so perfect because it tells you like everything you need to do to bring an offsite kit with you to do an employer. So even, even in the kind of like 20 to 30 minutes of this episode, you are getting a ton of tips and you're seeing yourself in these, in these pharmacies, in these episodes. So even if you're already doing things, there's something that hopefully you can relate to. So I talked to, um, Kurt at NCPA about Mm -hmm. doing some clips. Um, Have y'all tried those and how are they going? We are working on pulling those out and extracting those as we speak. So um, we pulled out some of the the travel clips, for example, from that episode. Mm -hmm. And those have been received incredibly well. Um, So, yeah, really kind of taking the overall episode. You can watch it in its entirety. Really make it the drama that it is. Yeah. Um, And and, and so (laughs) the point was there for everybody that – a lot of times when we do video, we and and we kind of try to sell it on social media. We do that with little sales. Tune in mm-hmm. Friday for Tana and Hannah. Isn't that fun? You know, <laughs> something like that. And 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 the advice was make those provide value. If that clip was yeah. all by itself and they never watched the other any other show, that that entertained me or it provided value. It wasn't an advertisement for a future show cuz that what's get that's what gets them to like it or forward it to their friends because they got value yep. from that, right? You Absolutely. know. Absolutely. Um 
and, and you know, we've started doing that and Brandon started doing that here and, and we're picking up like two subscribers a day, you know, uh, by adding more value uh, to those clips. Mm -hmm. so, I'm, so I'm super interested to touch base back and figure out how that goes. Um, you start doing more of those. And the travel vaccine was a great yeah. one to start on because there are a mm -hmm. lot of good little short tips in there. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Yeah. So we're, we're definitely actively looking at that. And um, we are looking at linking resources to some of the tips that are provided there too. So again, like when you're watching the video, you know how on YouTube where it's like subscribe here or like look at our show notes or, you know, whatever it may be, we're going to um, start adding those links to, you know, here's a, you know, patient intake form or here's some sample marketing flyers that you could use when you go to talk to a physician. So we we're kind of layering all that stuff in as we go further now. So got the kind of show out, but now here's, here's reasons to keep coming back to it. Okay. So uh, we've enjoyed doing the podcast. Um, and so what would you say has been your favorite memory or experience, uh, from y'all doing your episodes? I know what mine is. Oh. <laughs> and this is just in general. So okay. I've, I've never done anything like this before. Never had a, somebody like a production crew that like mics you up, does all the things, make sure mm -hmm. your makeup's right. I mean, I've, I've never done anything like that. So when they sent the call sheet <laughs> and this, this is so funny. So they have all, you know, like what time you need to show up and what you mm -hmm. need to do. And it was like the talent arrives at seven 30 and, and we were the talent like <laughs> Mary and I, and we, so now she has my technician who's also like does a lot of marketing at our pharmacy, um, created a TikTok and an Instagram with the talent RX. And so she'll post certain things from oh, us and things funny. we've done. And nice. so yeah, the it. talent. And so we, she sends me a screenshot with the wide eye emoji. She's like, they're calling us the talent. <laughs> <Are you scared?" laughs> so then we just ran with it and we think it's fun. And the production crew that we worked with, we worked with them both times. They were so much fun. I mean, mm -hmm. so much fun. So for me that it was getting to know all those people. That mm -hmm. was the most, mm -hmm. it was, it was great. It was a great experience. What so about you, Hannah? Yep. Yeah, my favorite experience of this whole thing has been able to just really connect with these pharmacists, go into their stores, but also the talent that are coming in sharing their expertise. It's just mm -hmm. phenomenal to see and witness the um, the relationships these pharmacists have in their community and to watch every single one of them you know, say hello to their customers by their first names and get to really know their staff. So I think you know, in the spirit of building these relationships and creating these networks, that has been the most rewarding thing for me on this experience is like Tana said, the production crew has been amazing. These, um, you know, the directors and others that have been part of this staff have been incredibly amazing and their stories are incredible to hear. But the pharmacists that we work with, honestly, it's just, it's so rewarding to see what good they're doing in the community and to witness that has been just incredibly rewarding for, for me and kind of why we do what we do at NCPA. So just really excited that it solidifies that feeling. Yeah, absolutely. So, okay, of all of your guests or your episodes, what would you say has been the best piece of advice that you've uncovered that you yourself are like, oh, wow, that's awesome. I never thought of that. I think one of the things that I've 
you know, personally witnessed kind of across the board in all of these episodes is, you know, more than you think, you know, and you just need to have the confidence to start and not Mm -hmm. be afraid to fail when you start, because we're all pharmacists, we're all type A, we want everything to be perfect, we don't want to get in trouble for doing something wrong. But in a lot of these endeavors, you just need to commit to starting and then Mm -hmm. figure it out as you go. And I think that message comes through in almost every single episode in some way, shape or form. So I think just getting that message out to pharmacists at you know, if something needs to change, make it happen. Just do it. Like you said, let's get uh. it started. <laughs> yes. You know, that'll be a clip. So that was a perfect, that, that, what you just said right there, that'll be a clip for this episode. There we go. Yeah. Just be brave. What was, what's your favorite, um, memory of the podcast? My favorite memory yeah, of memory our experience podcast? of the podcast. Yeah. Uh, I would say it was the Doug Howie one. Cause you have With not, the fanny you've pack. not, yeah. <laughs> He's not let the fanny pack go. And then also getting to kind of, you know, talk about everybody's favorite industry person. Um, If you've been in pharmacy for more than 10 years, then everybody knew Lois and everybody loves and misses Lois. And so I think kind of sharing those memories of her spicy character. Spicy. Um, Yes. I, I would say that was probably one of my one of my favorite episodes was um, awesome. getting to talk to NCPA uh, CEO and Graham Pumba, um, <laughs> Doug Howie about his fanny pack and Lois. So funny. That's awesome. <laughs> what about you? What has been your favorite podcast episode or moment? The dad jokes. Oh, Definitely gosh. the dad jokes. <laughs> I yes. love that too. I have a dad joke calendar on my um on my desk. Uh, I don't Tell know. all my friends. So many. <laughs> I sit there. So and what's the dad joke of this episode then? Okay. Oh yeah. Yeah. What is the dad oh, joke? Oh, it's of a this different time? time. You got a different. You, we're not doing dad jokes today. <laughs> it's, it's already been asked. You got the gauntlets <laughs> down. No, I. You have to answer. I'm not prepared. I have oh. a, so do you I, have a favorite dad joke? I have a paper joke. You do. Sorry, it's terrible. Oh yeah. Okay. That's the little baby that's on there. <laughs> that's the key. Yeah. I have a favorite dad joke. Okay, go Let's ahead. Hear it. Um, how do you make a tissue dance? You put a little buggy in it. You put a little yes. I love that. <laughs> <laughs> what about you, Hannah? Any dad jokes? Oh, the one that comes to mind, because my last name is Fish, so we always got this one, is what do you call a fish with no eye? I don't know. I haven't heard this one. Okay. <laughs> on that note <laughs> you haven't given a dad joke all three of us was yeah i know i had i had my turn and now the dad has not put a dad my, joke down I, who's, uh, we're, shame. All, we're all parents shame where's shame the, where's Where the bell that? shame game of thrones guys it was fun enjoyed getting Thank to uh all. getting to spend a little time with you guys yes, and, thank you um, so much for joining us absolutely Thanks for having us. Look yes, forward to you. seeing you guys do more and exciting mm-hmm. things. And um, look forward to for everybody again. Uh, if you didn't more hear show it me. before, uh, you got five episodes of Show Me you can see on the NCPA website. There's a lot of other resources on the NCPA there. NCPA website and on their YouTube channel. And their YouTube yes. channel. Yep. But go to the website because there's a lot of other resources mm-hmm. there. Absolutely. If you're not an NCPA member, 
He hope should you, be. I hope you see fun <laughs> things going on and relationships being made and things happening between. And, you got to get out of. In. You got to get out of your own pharmacy and be part of something mm-hmm. bigger. Absolutely. So. Exactly. All right. Look forward well, to seeing y'all again sometime. Thank you, Hannah. Thank Excellent. you, Tana. Thank you. All right. Thank Bye. you. Bye, guys. Bye. Thank you for watching the Catalyst Pharmacy Podcast. If you enjoyed today's episode, please like, subscribe, and follow us wherever you get your podcast. Give us a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts to help us reach more pharmacy professionals like you.